All right, we're recording. It should tell you that I don't look too terrible today. Why do you got an Indian shirt on? It's Browns. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You got your entire Browns room, so you can yeah, like do whatever. I, that too. I was saving the Baker jersey for the Baker episode. So. Yeah, uh, Baker episode coming up soon. Uh, welcome to the Browns Out of Town podcast inaugural episode. Um, I'm Ray Roberts. I'm joined by uh, social media rock star and <laughs> IT to, to the pizza people, uh, Jimmy Crawford. How you doing, James? Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm excited. I'm excited, too, uh, because uh, basically the whole idea of this podcast, I have other stupid podcasts. I have my stupid comedy thing. Um, but the first episode is kind of a lie because it is Brown's out of town and I'm still in Ohio, uh, right now, but that's just until Wednesday. So by the time this comes out, it won't be a lie, but I feel like everybody should know, uh, that I'm still in Ohio for this one. So I still feel close to the heart of Ohio. The precursor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to do as much as we can before I move. Like, it'll be good to get it out of the way with. But uh, the idea behind this podcast is I am moving out of uh, the state for the first time in 30 years. So that'll be cool. Um, I am a late adopter to the Browns because when I was growing up, uh, we didn't have the Browns. So I was a Packers fan and I lived in uh, like where Jimmy lives now in the Toledo area. So you had the Lions, you had the Steelers, uh, you could maybe grab the Bears, like my sister's a Bears fan, um, but I just picked the Packers because Brett Favre was awesome at the time, and then you move to the Cleveland area and start going to games. The Browns are terrible still, uh, but you go to the games, you fall in love with the city, you fall in love with the yeah, like you go there, like it's one of those things where you go to a game and you just fall in love with who you're closest to. So I don't want to move back to Wisconsin or move to Wisconsin and then be like a new age Packers fan because they're going to be terrible in a couple of years too. And I don't want to be like, oh, they're basically the new Browns. Yeah, this could be A-Rod's last year for all we know. But. Maybe. Uh, that's I mean, We're both big fans of the Pat McAfee show. So uh, we know that that's going to be <laughs> – like if if we accidentally rip something off from them that's just on accident because that's all I watch yeah um but uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to I was gonna say I was gonna grill you on being a Packers fan in future episodes and do some old school Browns trivia and see how well you do but that's a good segment we should do that though um because it's a thing that you um are moving to Wisconsin and you're not gonna be a Packers fan now I know it's really weird like I, it, that would be too easy like I'm I'm afraid that like the guy from Ohio being the Browns fan is gonna be my entire identity to a bunch of people in Wisconsin and everybody you meet now that's that's just you're the Browns guy yeah no this is Ray he's from Cleveland when I've never lived in Cleveland like it's right. gonna be but whatever I get that not, like I'm I tell people I'm from Youngstown, but I'm, I mean, I'm not. It's just closest thing, but people still say, hey, you're from Cleveland, right? So, no, I'm not, but close enough, I guess. <laughs> well, it's real weird because it'll be like, I grew up or, like near Toledo, and then I live outside of Akron, uh, and I kind of live close to Cleveland, so now it's just going to be like, I don't, I'm just going to tell people I'm from Ohio and let them figure it out because nobody gives a fuck anyways. Yeah. Um, that leads us to another thing. We will be swearing on this podcast. Not a lot, um, but it's just going to slide out because who cares? Uh, so if you have children, yeah, uh, just so you know, uh, we are Browns fans and dealing with bad words is how we deal with our shame. Uh, so please uh, be forgiving of that. Um, I'd be remiss if I don't hit the social media um, on everything uh, at Browns out of town. It's in my stupid corner in one of the two. I don't know which way it'll show in mirroring. Uh, I have it up there. So that's Instagram, Twitter. We'll get YouTube eventually once I get this mixed and put together. Uh, that'll be cool. Um, and then the biggest thing, uh, please rate, review, subscribe to it. Um, we go through Anchor. So in all of our social media, make sure there's a link right to it. Jimmy did a really good job of putting that on there. Uh, you can go to the Anchor page. There's also a support tab on there. Um, if you think that it's pretty low tech right now, wait until nobody gives us money for this. So <laughs> <laughs> give us a couple bucks. If 100 people give us $5, that's $500. We can make this better. 
Um, and that's cool because we're going to Wisconsin with no job. So we want to have money to put this in there. Um, Raise resources will diminish quickly. <laughs> yes, I have. I've actually, this is the most financially stable I've ever been. And I have no job for the last three weeks. And it's, it's very strange. Like usually it's like, fuck it, I'll quit work and then we'll figure it out. And it was like, oh, I have all this money. I can quit work early and then find a job once I get up there. So that was kind of cool. Uh, being 30 is way more fun that way. Um, anything else that we need to hit, James, that I forgot? I think you got it. Cool, cool. Um, oh, yeah. I've heard, so we have a document. If anybody is uh, a fan of my other podcast, Class Theater Podcast, I'm actually planning this podcast instead of just going in there and swinging. Uh, so if you see me reading, it's because I'm reading from our doc of prepared stuff because I wanted to be prepared and I wanted to sound semi-smart. And uh, that's one of the things I forgot. Any betting odds that we do, we're going to do through FanDuel because that'd be really cool if they sponsored us at some point. If you want to be a betting website and uh, want us to use all your odds, give us money and we'll do that. Um, and then it's not legal in either <laughs> of the tied down. Yeah. What's that? So we're not tied down to anything. We're, we're oh, yeah. I mean, give us the most money, but FanDuel is the easiest one to do for free. Um, and then – yeah, and then since pro uh, full, uh, pro football focus or whatever is uh, expensive to use for the stats that I wanted, um, I used, it's in here, um, pro football reference. So it's an offshoot site, but all of the same stats because men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And that's the one we're going to use for that. So you can fact check us on that if you go to a different site and it uses a different kind of stat. Um, get a life because you're fact checking two dudes with a podcast uh, on Zoom with a shoestring budget. So um, <laughs> let's let's with start this one. Yeah, go ahead. I said with 20 Instagram followers too. Yeah. Hell yeah, 20. That's not bad for starting the page a few days ago, and we don't have an episode up yet. That's not terrible. Yeah. That's pretty much. I mean, my other podcast one has maybe 35, 40, and I've been doing that for six months, and I've had a dozen or so episodes. Um, but off-season recap, that's going to be today. Um, Browns hired new head coach, new defensive coordinator, new GM, um, brought in a whole bunch of, not a whole bunch, but a good handful of new players through free agency and through trades and through the draft. Um, so we're going to touch on a bunch of that. Um, We'll hit Andrew Barry, the GM. He's important, um, but I think what we learned last season is that the GM is not as important as the head coach uh, on what's going on because the Browns don't give a fuck about the GM and we'll just toss them away whenever they want. So do you have a problem with starting with the coach? Go for it. All right, Kevin Stefanski, uh, old offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Um so he's only been doing that for a few years, a couple years. Um, Not even a few years. Last year was his first year as an OC. But, I mean, is it – it was a full season. Right. Um, rather than Freddie Kitchens was doing it? Was four it? games. Oh, yeah, it was, you're right. It was like a season and a half because he started – he did the same thing Freddie did. He had basically the same career path. Yeah. I mean, loosely because Freddie went from running backs coach to offensive coordinator for half a season to head yeah. coach. Instead of head actually year on Freddie, yeah, true, Um, and that's kind of I looked at last season for the Vikings. It turned out to be because I mean they're both new-ish in like systems and running teams and leadership and all that stuff. So I wanted to look at like their first years as um, how they kind of handled the team and the Vikings. With after you look through all the numbers and look at all their stat lines, like it's almost comes down to the scheme made the Vikings. Um, and that's kind of a big deal. So you don't know if that's Zimmer's scheme or if that's Stefanski 100%. Uh, but with a team of Kirk Cousins, uh, Cook, uh, Thielen, they went 10 and 6 uh, with a middle of the range defense where the Browns with all the talent in the world, but no leadership, no idea of what the hell they're doing on the offensive side of the ball or really defensive once six and 10. So it was really a mirrored season on that. And I'm excited to see if that is a 
a strategy thing if it's the scheme that Stefanski's going to put in because like I really from looking at our roster I thought uh McDaniels from New England would have been the best choice for the way our offense is set up and then they bring this cat in with a year and a half of experience of an OC but then you dig into it and you look at um like how everything was run and it might not be a terrible idea yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Stefanski. I I I wasn't on board with them hiring him last year, and I, I mean, admittedly, I was a Freddie fan. I kind of regret that at this point. Obviously, like everybody else does, but everybody I, I loved him though. Like it was, yeah. it, I mean, that was like we could have found a bad take to share for everybody on Freddie Kitchens. We're like, yeah, exactly. we like an inexperienced guy. It doesn't change that he was adult. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a big dummy. Yeah, everybody loved him because he was giving Baker shit on the sideline. You know, like tucking his chin in and, 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 you know, picking on him or whatever, but, and Baker calls him an idiot, you know, they, they love the relationship he had with Baker, but he, he was, he was shit everywhere else. So. They could have like, at least just made him Baker's best friend, like hire him to be Baker's best friend and get like an adult to like run the team. Yeah. I, I think he would have done a lot better as OC under somebody else, but. Well, the rumor that I heard was from all season is, like, <clears throat> since he would be calling the plays, like, he wouldn't give up play calling. And yeah. the OC at, would put in, um, like, the new – yeah, they would put in the new system, but they would practice it the whole week. And then, like, last minute Freddie would come in and just, like, call completely different than what they'd yeah. practiced all week. Yeah. Because they, they always did relatively well on their first opening drive because it was scripted. And then yes. – after that, everything just went nuts because Freddie panicked or something, you know. But <laughs> I have never seen a single person worse with the play clock and with oh, clock management oh, than Freddie Kitchen. My management was terrible. Yeah. Like, I thought Hugh Jackson was bad. And, I mean, let's – it's kind of like with uh, – and I did grow up political and, and did political stuff. So, if you like Donald Trump, I mean, first of all, go fuck yourself. Second of all, um, it's like when we thought George W. Bush was bad – and then Donald Trump showed up, and then we're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, but so Hugh Jackson is our George W. Bush. Like, he he was the worst until like last week, and then Freddie comes and was like, he's just a lovable idiot. Uh, but yeah. Hugh Jackson's still the worst coach in the Browns history. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a cute story, you know. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun for a season. Yeah, it'll be good for the history books. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for Stefanski. I think he won't be a buddy buddy guy with the team, but he'll, you know, he seems like a smart guy. Um, and it, as long as he actually plays to Baker's strengths and doesn't try to run trick plays every other play, like Freddie did in some instances. Like the trick plays work. were cool for like, like, and that's the, I think everybody fell in love with the short season of there was nothing yeah. to lose. So they're like, fuck it, let's go for it. And then oh, yeah. you can't have a whole Maybe. season of that. Yeah. But that was one of the stats that I found. Um, I mean, we'll go with – I mean, there's a good um, Baker versus Kirk Cousins kind of mirror that we're going to do in a future episode on Baker Mayfield because I think it makes sense. Um, but last year for the Vikings under Stefanski, um, they were eighth in team scoring in the league and sixth in scoring percentage, um, where they would score on just under 42% of the possessions that they had, um, despite, and this is the big thing for me, because I think, like, Baker's good with the the home run ball, and, like, I think they just need to hammer that short stuff. Like, the Vikings had the 30th team ranked in passing attempts, so it's, like, a smaller pass attempts, a smaller amount of passing attempts, because they've got a workhorse back, um, and they can work everything through play action pass with Chubb instead of just putting everything on Baker's shoulders like Freddie did for no reason. Um, and then the other big thing that they had was they had the fifth ranked team in field possession, but only had that mid ranked defense. So, I mean, that's going to be a big, I think. And again, does that go to Stefanski or does that go to Z uh, Zimmer overall? Like, since it's a big team thing but like I think the stat was like they had the Vikings had the 15th ranked defense the Browns were somewhere around there they weren't like completely trash um yeah but they're gonna be like they were the 30th ranked in the average pass attempts so like they were passing less than everybody else um but they still had one of the top offenses and when you look at 
Nick Chubb in the backfield. You look at Kareem Hunt in the backfield, souped up offensive line. Like that seems like a good idea to work everything through it instead of putting everything on your third year quarterback who's coming off of arguably one of the worst seasons you can have. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the Vikings are a good, um, like a, a, a goal for the Browns to reach, you know, they have, they're, they're kind of the same team, just the Vikings are a little bit better and better coached, obviously compared to last year. I think that 10 and six is a good, um, a, a good marker to look at, you know, they have relatively the same talent at quarterback with Baker compared to, uh, you know, Kirk cousins. But um, do you think that's Browns, true? I, I mean, we'll do our Baker episode, but I right. like Kirk cousins to me, when I broke I down the great. stats in there, I don't know if you looked at it, but, like, they have pretty similar stats over the last yeah. two years. And that's Baker in two years versus Kirk Cousins having seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying relatively similar talent-wise right now based okay. off of, you know, what they have, have have done in the past and all that, too. But I definitely think Baker has more potential. But I would be happy, is what I'm saying, if he played like Kirk Cousins did last year, this year coming up oh yeah you know what I mean? like what, I, I think, four interceptions instead of seven right exactly he's not you're not saying he's going to be the next you know um russell wilson or anything like that but if he plays like Kirk cousins this year that that's great with me you know compared to especially with what the vikings did last year i mean they made the playoffs they went 10 and 6 they didn't do anything in the playoffs but it's a uh, it's better than what it was it's better than what we did last year so hey, if the browns <laughs> make the playoffs and that's yeah. another segment we got lower down like i mean in the afc north because I mean, the, the NFC North, where the Vikings are at, is – I don't want to say a mirror because the Bears were trash, the Lions were trash, but, I mean, you have to go through the Packers every year. Yeah. And they still made it, what, 10-6. and six. I mean, it's a pretty good – I like, it's a pretty good mirror to it. And yeah. I think um, – I mean, you got to stop Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger's 1,000 years old and coming off of fucking Tommy John, but he's still Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, nope. So you're looking at third in the north, and then you got to somehow get around that. And I think ball control, uh, running the ball, play action, short routes, hitting the home run every once in a while is is a yeah. good way to do it. And that's almost why I wanted uh, Josh McDaniel is because that's what you that's what New England does, and like that's what you had everything set up by. But you also look at when he ran the Broncos and you look at like stuff like that, like he, he didn't really do anything different. Yeah. Like it, that's almost like it's Belichick's offense where that's where I'm excited to see if, if it's Stefanski's offense or it's Zimmer's offense and he's just borrowing it. Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm glad we got Stefanski over McDaniels. I think that McDaniels would be, you know, one of those offensive guys that doesn't touch defense at all, you know, and I'm not saying that Stefanski won't do that, but he definitely seems more of a team manager or as a head coach than rather like an offensive specialist or a defensive specialist. You know, I think he can focus on the entire organization instead of where McDaniels would just be, you know, Baker Mayfield's my priority right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, In today's NFL though, like you almost kind of need to run everything through the offense, but I, I like – and after looking at all the numbers and everything and making the comparisons and not being fucking Todd McShay or anything like that, like, looking at it – I mean, we can be in a couple of weeks, but week one I'm not going to come out and say I'm better than Todd McShay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, looking at it, Stefanski's a good hire. Like, he's he's a good guy. He seems chill, um, especially, like, this summer. Like, it, could you imagine having Freddie Kitchens or Hugh Jackson with – any of this stuff that's happened this summer, like oh, with the COVID yeah. stuff no. and doing all the online yeah. classes. Can you imagine like John Dorsey trying to do like a Zoom call. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it's and it's like Andrew Barry's. He's what 33, 32, 33. Yeah. Like, and we'll get again. We'll get to him soon. I don't know if he's uh, if he's gonna be just like a face for Jonah Hill running our team or what, but um we'll we'll figure that out but um I didn't look up the new offensive coordinator because I I don't really care um because the head coach is going to be he's going to run the offense because it's the NFL in 2020 so the offensive coordinator is just going to hang out yeah um but defense I got excited after looking at it Joe Woods um 
because I mean, you just look at it and it it just piles up quick. It's the middle of the summer. You don't really pay attention. You see Kevin Stefanski, you see Andrew Barry, and then you're like, all right, who's running the defense now? Real sexy pick with Joe Woods coming off. Uh, he ran the special team or not special team secondary coach for the 49ers. So he worked with some like legit players. Um, they had what's the stupid stats that I had on it? Um, defensive back coach and passing game coordinator, sixth in, in uh, turnover percentage, which I think with our young defensive backs, that's going to be a huge thing. Uh, first in passing yards against, first in net yards per pass attempt in the league. Um, that's going to be a big thing. I just want to see how the rest of the defense is going to work around that. Um, because, I mean, we've got a lot of good young secondary players, so you want somebody who knows what they're doing, has worked with a lot of good people. But, again, they're young. They were hurt all last season. Somehow every cornerback was hurt at the same time last season. It's almost like they knew something we didn't know. Um, yeah. And, but they're coming back. Um, we'll do – We'll, we'll hit the pass rush here in a minute, but with the defensive backs, I think that would be huge to have somebody like that getting greedy Williams, um, getting everybody else locked in on an actual scheme. Yeah, yeah. I think we have a really good secondary as long as everybody stays healthy. That's the problem with last year. It was just so defeating, you know, watching everybody go down like flies. But. And they still didn't do – like, it wasn't really that terrible. Yeah, like, they weren't getting blown up or anything, but it's just like – Come on, you know. <laughs> Until Miles tried to kill Mason Rudolph. Like, we didn't – like, the defense was still in the game. But after he was done, like, it was just like, all right, the season's over now. Like, we it's don't over. have a shot. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and, uh, that's kind of the comparison I want to make is a Bosa to Miles Garrett. Like, Bosa's, like, sexier. He's quicker in there. But Miles Garrett is – I. they're going to sign him to the mega deal soon. Like, give him a piece of the team so he doesn't go anywhere else. Um, yeah, give him just a percent of the team. Make yeah. him the owner instead of the Haslam's. Like, he can't be any worse. So, Good. Uh, yeah. what was that? Said he's a smart kid. He could do it. Oh, yeah, he could write a poem about it. Like, he could, like, he'll knock it out. He, like, uh, I was going to, like, reach out to him. I'll reach out to him. Hey, for the Miles Garrett episode, I'm going to reach out to Miles Garrett and see if he wants to come on. Because that's something he would want to do. Like, uh, he came to the fucking Stowe Dog Park that's over by my house, like, just to, like, hang out with dogs one day. Wasn't that on, like, 105? The blacktop temperature was, like, 200 degrees. Yeah, I think he was like, hey, I'm going to be there with my dog, uh, but yeah. please don't, like, be too close and be crazy and bring your dog if they're not healthy. And, like, that's just a smart thing to do. Like, he must have been getting paid for somebody, but yeah. he's just like, hey, don't come if it's too hot for him, which is cool. Yeah. But um, having – uh, him as a, as the edge rusher, um, couple decent linebackers, uh, think who do we, who is the new one we brought in? Do we bring in a, a newer, younger one? Um, no, I don't, I don't I'm not sure. I, I don't have to look at it, look into that, but we have some, you know, young talent on the linebacker court, you know, Oh, we lost Schobert. That's we what I was thinking of. But I, I think Mac Wilson's going to take over that role. I, I think he's the future anyway. That's why I wasn't that upset to lose Schobert. I mean, obviously I'd rather have him, but I'd rather I, have both than I like Mac Wilson a lot. So do I, everybody yeah. likes Mac Wilson, but Schobert for whatever reason, that fucking dumb dude knew where the ball was going to be every single time the ball yeah. was snapped. Yeah. It made no sense. Yeah, I'd like to have, you know, Schobert one more year because I think Mac learned a lot from him. And it's, we're, it, he's going to be missed. But I think I think this is going to be a good year for Mac Wilson. For sure. I think it's going to be a good year overall um, for the defense just because they'll have another year to gel. And, I mean, it's it's they're not going to reinvent the wheel on defense. Yeah. Like, it, they're going to run the, close to the same scheme. Yeah. Um, they just might have some direction. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, it's, like, nothing against uh, the cat from, uh, what was it, Wilkes. Um, nothing against him. Like, he got – I feel bad for Munkin and Wilkes uh, because they got buried under a bad head coach. Um, right. But, like, his defensive scheme seemed decent. But, like, you could see that there was not really, like – I think leadership was a big problem last year because as soon as Miles went down, uh, the rest of the defense was just like, all right, we're done. Like, it's – we're going to be here. We're going to try not to have him score. 
Um, but I think having him there and then possibly uh, once we hit the free agent part of our section today, uh, another big name would be a huge thing to help our defense there. Or we can hit it if we want now, uh, since we tease it on the Instagrams. If we get yeah. to Davy and Clowney on the other side, I mean, it, get out. We're done. Yeah. And the problem is Vernon. You know, we got to get rid of Vernon. He he didn't he didn't pan out. You know, like we thought he would. He he wasn't the distraction that Miles needed to get open, and you know. He didn't take any of the pressure off of him, but I mean, I mean that was Vernon, season one as well. And yeah. he was hurt, so I mean, you can't. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have depth there. Like you don't want to get rid of him. I don't think he's costing us much. He cost. He already cost us a lot in the trade. That's the problem. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but, but like we filled the offensive line. Like that was just a bad idea. I mean, we needed OBJ, and they made it into like a whole thing. Like we needed him. Yeah. But, like, we needed a fucking all-pro guard more than we needed a wide receiver last year and a defensive yeah. end that was hurt most of the season. Yeah. But if we put but Clowney yeah, I mean, in there and they run some sort of, like, weird, like – I don't know how if you're Clowney – I mean, is it just because it's Cleveland that he doesn't want it? You know, like, I think one year for $15 million to get back on the, on, the, on the horse and, you know, show what you can do is – a, a great idea if not to get a bigger contract next year well I mean, yeah i mean it, one year 15 like, is it 15 guaranteed as well like it's not like i don't know the details of it but you have to think like you know the, the whole the conversation is how great would miles garrett be next to jadavian Clowney? but you also have to think about it how great is jadavian Clowney going to be next to miles garrett that's you the know, one because who do you block too there's no it, one of those guys is going to get you know, fed every week. It almost looks like, again, not to bring it back to like Pat McAfee and the Colts, but like, it's almost like an old Colts defense where yeah. you have like Dwight Freeney. Yeah. Dwight Freeney. Yeah. On the other side there. And it's like, who are you going to block? You could, you only have so many people. And then yeah. the idea of Vernon anyways, was that he could be a drop back defensive end too. So like if you, you can have all three of them on the field and drop someone back in pass coverage yeah. too, and you're good. I think if Clowney does end up coming, that they do get rid of Vernon somehow. But I they could trade him. I mean, we could use the money. Yeah. We could use picks. I mean, we yeah. could always use. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we can have all the people on the field, but who knows? Crazier things have happened. Yeah. Um. And then where are we at here? Hooper. Uh, yeah. Uh, we might as well just go into the free agency since we already hit Jadavian Clowney. Um, Austin Hooper, uh, what is up with that? Is it just <laughs> he was available? Um, I know he's real good, but you got another young tight end. You have an offense yeah. that hasn't worked through the tight end very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, running that two tight end set. Um, Stefanski likes the 12 personnel sets, so he likes to have multiple tight ends on the field at the same time. And, you know, I think what was the other guy that they brought in last year from Kansas City? It was Dorsey's guy. Um, he had a pretty good season, but I think that – I wouldn't be surprised if they start purging some of Dorsey's guys, you know, and if you're going to replace them with Austin Hooper, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, they paid a good amount of money for a tight end. And I mean, he's not, he's not Gronk. He's not like the dude from the 49ers. Like he's not Travis yeah. Kelsey. Like he's a, he's a good tight end. Like he, yeah. the numbers yeah. show that he's great, but he also has Matt Ryan throwing to him and they just throw for a thousand yards a game. Right. Yeah, for sure. But when do you get rid of Njoku then? Like, is this like his last leg season? Because I mean, I would he's automatically so. number two now, right? Like, he can't. Yeah, yeah. I would think I would think this could be a uh, make or break season for Njoku, just based off of injuries, because you know he hasn't been on the field. And I mean, he doesn't. I've been underwhelmed by him uh, a little bit. I mean, injuries is one thing, but I mean, drop balls is another. Um, he's got stone hands. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's you've got. Two of the hardest – I mean, I know tight end room and wide receiver room is different, but you've got Jarvis Landry who doesn't drop a ball. Odell Beckham can catch the ball 17 yards out of bounds and somehow get his feet in. Like, how do you not just sit down with them and be like, all right, what are you guys doing that the ball touches yeah. your hands? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> um, other thing. So we already hit Clowney, Austin Hooper, Cam Newton. Why have we not signed Cam Newton yet? You want to sign Cam Newton? Why wouldn't we sign Cam Newton? I we don't need him. Why? I, I think it's too much of a distraction. I, I think it's perfect. I think it's a good thing. A, another like clowny, give him a year, 
a couple couple bucks because we got Garrett Gilbert as the backup yeah. right now. Nah, Nate uh, Baker, earn it. We have um, uh, we have what's his face, uh, Case Keenum as the backup. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Would you rather have Case Keenum or Cam Newton on your roster? I don't want Cam Newton because the second you know Baker throws an interception week one and social media turns into put Cam Newton in. Like, get rid of let's Baker. be, let's be honest. It's Cleveland. They're going to pick Baker over a black quarterback. Any, anytime. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I disagree. I think that there would be, uh, you know, riots in the street for Cam Newton to start uh, if Baker starts out bad. And I don't think we need that distraction. But to me, the other thing, and we haven't hit like really much of the COVID thing anyways, it doesn't hurt to, I, I honestly think, especially you looked at the Jets last season, I wanted to call it the Sam Darnold rule, um, that you could you should have another starting caliber quarterback on your team because he had mono and then their just whole season was tanked. Like they started with like a pretty yeah. promising season and then it was just done when he got it. Like that it doesn't hurt to have him in this background. That That is something I would consider, I suppose, if, you know, COVID were to take over and – <laughs> we needed somebody but he he's honestly he's probably going to be there <laughs> come opening season you know uh, unless unless something happens with Dak and the Cowboys and he doesn't end up signing I think Cam goes to to Dallas but that's the uh, that's the only team I see him going to right now I don't think the Patriots will sign him I don't think the Patriots sign him because that's that's for sure too much of a distraction for that team because they want to yeah. ride with Stidham um, I think it's a good idea just to, like, worst comes to worst, convince him that his, like, he needs to rehab for another few games into the season, make sure he gets the system under his belt, all that good stuff. Like, that buys you a few games. If, yeah. if, if the season's going gangbusters, you have trade bait. We've got the money. That's the other big thing is we've got the money to figure that out. Like, it's He's a smart quarterback who's been in the league for a long time. He was an MVP. He's been to the Super Bowl. Like, it, it doesn't hurt to have that on your team. And worst comes to worst, I mean, Baker's on the third year of his, what, it's four years for your rookie deal anyways. So you have somebody just in case he's, but he doesn't work out. Um, not to be Cleveland guy too much and, and look. The problem is, though, you're not going to have him because you're only going to sign him to one year this year. You know what I mean? Like if if you do sign Cam Newton, it's for a one year deal. Yeah, I don't, I think it's I think it's worth a flyer on just in case. I mean, unless Baker's like I don't want him here, period. Um, but I honestly think, like, I know the comparisons to Manziel are there for some people, but like, for whatever reason, everybody wants to give Baker like they'll give him twenty years to figure it out. Like I don't know if he'll stay here the whole time, but. Like, they'll let him figure it out for the whole time. I think your Russell Wilson uh, comp is pretty good. Like, sure, he's not going to win a Super Bowl in his third or fourth year, more than likely. But, like, Russell Wilson hasn't really done too, too much over the last few years since the Super Bowl. Like, he's good and he's fun and he's good to look at. But, like, you can – like, he's a game manager and quarterback who's not going to make mistakes. Like, that's what we want because we'll have the rest of the people around him. Yeah. I mean, you got to have solidarity at the quarterback position. You can't – and that's what Russell Wilson is. He's solid. You know, you're, you're not going to doubt what he can do week by week. Yeah, and I don't know. I just think Cam Newton's a good idea. And I mean, he's throwing balls to OBJ. It would make it make Odell happy. Yeah. And who do we need to yeah. keep in town more, Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> any either one of them could leave any minute to me it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> well and that's that's another thing that I have uh uh we'll we'll jump around a little bit is like when when are we gonna stop being patient with the talent on this team like it's it's only really year two and a half three of them being together Odell was only here last year but they were hurt uh the offensive line was trash Miles was out a little bit over halfway through the season like they haven't had time to gel but in all reality how long does this team stay together like with Cleveland culture of how long is Odell Beckham gonna stay in Cleveland Ohio uh under his deal how long is Jarvis gonna stay is he gonna resign is Baker Mayfield who can go anywhere else and make three times as much money 
uh, with deals and stuff like that, how long is he going to stay? I mean, since he's only got a couple years left on the deal, like when do we have to start looking at that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this year and next year are the big focal points in that conversation. I, I hate, I would hate for them to go, you know, four and twelve this year, five and eleven, and then get rid of Stefanski. I don't think you can do that, but it, it really does depend on what happens this year, or next year. I think that I think Stefanski's safe this year, regardless. I think the oh, whole so. NFL safe. I mean, with the with the virus going around, like honestly. We don't yeah. know like how useful the online meetings are. Uh, it's his first year, so it takes time to gel anyways. He can't gel over online meetings. Training camp's yeah. supposed to happen the 28th. That's a month from now. Like, no OTAs, no rookie mini camps, nothing. Yeah. yeah, the world could fall apart in the next month the way everything's going, and the season could not happen. It's going to happen, but like the season could not happen. And so you almost get a pass, but then what does that do to the team? What does that do to like everybody gelling together and like yeah. his tenure? We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, we'll hit offensive line real quick. So brought Jack Conklin in from Tennessee, brought Jedrick Wills in uh, through the draft. Uh, Jedrick Wills, is he going to start this season? I mean, yeah, he's huge. He you think he does? I, I think he does. I think he's better than what we have at left tackle already. I, I, it sucks that he doesn't have the um, like the time to practice with the mini camps and all that stuff. But I, I think I think he's a he's a big kid, man. I think he's talented. I think so too. Um, the only th- I think it was what six four three ten is what I got in there is yeah. what he was listed at. Um, oh, six four three forty. Sorry, my bad. Um, don't want to take away thirty years. Yeah, or 30 pounds. Pounds. yeah. Um, but again, Pat McAfee show reference. Josh Sitton was on last season, um, talking about why it takes offensive linemen so long now because the college game is so different from the pro game that going from a tackle in college to a tackle in the pros just takes two, three years. So, I mean, to throw him in at left tackle as a rookie being that big, I mean, do you want the franchise protected by a rookie that early? I mean, so he, in at Alabama, he was a right tackle, right? Yeah. Wells was, and Jack Conklin is coming here to play right tackle, yes. right? He doesn't play left. They did say, and I believe um, he was the blind side tackle at Alabama. So I think that helps a lot. Oh, yeah, because two was left-handed. So, I mean, he basically played left tackle. So right. That's, that's you know, I'm not too concerned. But you look at the rest of the roster. I mean, Kendall Lamb, no. Chris Hubbard, he was the right tackle last year, right? And I, you're not going to convert him to left. No. It's, yeah, do nobody you else. think that they – I mean, Trent Williams is gone. Do you think that they're done making moves with that then? Like, do you think – because, I mean, we're good at center. We're good at guard. Um, yeah. we're good at the right side with Conklin. I mean, getting an offensive lineman from Tennessee from last year, I mean, we're going to run for a million yards. <clears throat> like, that's uh, – it's just going to happen. And we just need Wills to hold up long enough on play actions and short passes. Which hopefully I mean, they're running more play actions this year. If Stefanski's as as we think he is, you know. <laughs> I mean, you've got but, yeah. the best young running back in the league right now. I mean, Travis Henry's up there. Top, like, you have two of the top ten in, yeah. in, on this team, you know? The saddest part about, like, the saddest part about Freddie Kitchens is he could not use Kareem Hunt to save his life. Well, he was in full-blown panic mode at the time Kareem came back, though, too. You have to think. He knew <clears throat> that something bad was going to happen, and then and then something bad did happen with the Miles Garrett situation, and that just doesn't look good as a coach. So it's just disaster all around, but – I, I'm excited Don't for that. Don't talk action. shit, and like the world's strongest man won't try to hit you in the head with your own helmet. Don't use the N word. If he wanted to kill Mason Rudolph, he would have killed him. Okay. Oh, have you seen the off-season workouts, like where he's <laughs> lifting houses and fucking like jumping over buildings? Like I just like the box jump workouts. Like, good lord, man. <laughs> yeah, like it's. I put a tweet out a, a while ago. It's like just sharing the the workout video. It's like. Just put him on the field every time. Like, it doesn't matter. Every play, he should be on the field somewhere. I don't care what he's doing. 
That dude yeah. is bulletproof. He doesn't take much off. He doesn't. He doesn't take many plays off. Oh no! I want him on offense. I want him kicking the ball. Oh, him doing you, want him, you want him on every single play. Gotcha. I misunderstood. <laughs> yes, I, I want him at least out there because I trust him more than the eleventh player on yeah. offense. Like he'd be, I, a distraction. he'd be a distraction at least. You know, maybe he opens up Odell if you put him out at tight end. <laughs> yeah, like throw him out there. Like I mean, yeah. he could probably catch the ball better than Njoku right now. So. Uh, Pat McAfee show reference again, the AQ Shipley interview when they were talking about him uh, lining up at wideout and he got triple teamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have to assume that something's going to happen. Like, why is he out here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, uh, like, Andrew Barry. So, what do we think about Andrew Barry? To me, like, I keep calling him Jonah Hill, uh, Podesta, or whatever, because that's who Jonah Hill played in Moneyball. Um, is Barry. Is he doing anything? Is he – I mean, I'm sure he's doing day-to-day stuff. Yeah. But is he just the face for, like, the fucking Moneyball kid? I think he could be. I, I, He gets a lot of shit because he was under – he was in the Sashi administration, you know, and Sashi traded away all our picks and made the Dorsey administration possible and got us a lot of talent. You know, it, uh, Reddit says Sashi sacrificed for our sins, you know. He's basically the Jesus on Reddit. And if the Haslam's would have given him time, like he would have gotten all the credit for this. Yeah. Like, but the Haslam's do what the Haslam's do when they should be in jail is like they just fire people before the process is done. It's off, off, off the agenda here. But did Sashi pick Deshaun Kaiser? Off the top of your head. Um, Deshaun Kaiser was under Hugh. Yes. It It was Sashi pick. I. I believe so. I think it was the last year before Dorsey. Yeah. Because Dorsey came in the last year of Hugh. So I think, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll address that another episode. Yeah, we'll, I, well, here's what it is. Because, uh, yeah, Kaiser was during the, the defeated season, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that would have been that would have been uh, Sashi, and then they brought in John Dorsey. He picked Baker. Yeah, you're right. It was Sashi because Sashi uh, was fired in week 13, and Dorsey was brought in at the end of the season. Yeah. Yep. Um. God, that I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. But like, I was at the the Packers Browns game, the one that went into overtime that we almost won to not go defeated that season. Oh, like- uh, New Year's Eve or whatever. It was like real late in the season. Yeah, it was real late. It was a thousand degrees below zero. I was way drunk. Uh, and let me tell you, when you start uh, like partying at about eight thirty, nine o'clock, uh, it's a one o'clock game. Goes into overtime, and you're like, "Hey, we might actually win this." And you're freezing your fucking balls off the entire goddamn day. And then Deshaun Kaiser throws an interception, and then the game is pretty much over. There's nothing more deflating. That's when you're like, oh, we deserve to lose every single game. Like, it's so close. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. They just need the – to me, with the Barry thing, they have to stick to it. Like, they they can't just – they have to go with the plan. They've got the talent. They need a coach that can run it. It seems like we've got them. Give them two or three years. Like, you can't – and we're in one of the toughest divisions right now. I mean, we've got the cover of Madden against us every week. And if he holds up, I mean, he's only going to get better. Like, he's not Michael Vick. He's better than Michael Vick. Um, Roethlisberger is falling apart anyway. So, I mean, he'll be gone soon. But, I mean, he, he's won Super Bowls. Like, you can't just not yeah. put him in the running. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. And you have to realize that right now you're the third in the north and you have to give your coach a shot like I don't I don't see how you get rid of them I don't see how you get rid of the GM either yeah I think you have to see this through for sure all right um we'll skip the COVID thing because I mean I think they had that meeting on Thursday this past Thursday um saying because today's the 28th they did it I think this past Thursday at like 7 p.m um everybody's reporting on July 28th. So a month from today. Um, So, I mean, I think the season's probably going to go through uh, the COVID things. I mean, Tampa Bay's staff, a bunch of people already tested positive and they're just quarantining them. Um, Like, I don't think they're going to let that stop the season. Yeah. There was something that um, this is in the 
in, in baseball. Do you see the Texas Rangers, uh, like, administration staff is refusing to report to work? Oh, are they? Yeah, they don't want to come in because of COVID. Well, I mean, I mean Texas, Texas is also, again. like, the middle of the, the virus right now. I could see that happening with other teams, though, where they can't get the backbone to play. Like, the players opt in, but the rest of the staff won't. You know, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, they're going to – I honestly – I'm surprised they haven't set up, like, a extra roster spots for people, like, replacement players just in case, yeah. and, like, an expanded budget of some sort where, like, they can have backup people running, like, equipment guys and stuff like that. Well, that's the problem, though, is you're not paying those guys enough. Like, the players will opt in because they're making millions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, it, they're football players. That's what they do. They play football. They don't care about the disease or anything. They're getting paid. But, like, your, your camera guys, your social media guys, your, you know, the uh, food stand workers, stuff like that, uh, groundskeepers, they're not getting paid anything. You know, well, there's no crowd because I don't think there's going to be – as of right now, I don't think there's going to be a crowd. Okay. So, you don't so need that, food that food. The, like, the food people, but still, like, groundskeepers and stuff like that. You know, you have to have those. I mean, they're football fields away. Like, and it's I, – I understand, like, regular stuff that's going to be in an office maybe, but, yeah. I mean, groundskeepers will probably do it because those people love the fucking game. Like, yeah. I feel like pe there will be people who want to do it. So, I think you'll be able to find somebody to do it. But it'll be replacement stuff where it'll be, like, a shit show for a little bit. Yeah. We're almost looking at, like, an XFL season. Like, it's it's going to be a little clunky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's gonna, but hopefully it goes all the way through. Play at high school stadiums. Yeah, well, and that's like because like Fauci came out and said like they need to do bubbles. Like he said, like the only way they do it. And I mean, how do you do that with the NFL? Like, there's 17 weeks. You can't have people away from people for yeah. 17 weeks. Where are they all gonna yeah. practice? They can't. There's not. 32 football fields in any specific area and the rosters are huge too. It's not like the NBA where there's you know you can limit a playoff roster to what 15 people. Yeah. Right. So with everybody on your team, like traveling staff, people, stuff like that, you're looking at maybe 50, 60 people for an NBA yeah. team where yeah. a football team, it's hundreds, yeah. at least a hundred. I mean, you've got 52 on the roster. You've got the coaching staff. You've got like, you've got everybody else who wants to come. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be tough, but that leads us into 2020 preview. Uh, Ooh. again, uh, looked it up on the 24th of June. So if it's changed again, get a life. Um, don't fact check me on it. Cause the odds have changed a little bit. Um, so since it's the 24th Browns, the over under set at eight and a half, we're plus 480 to win the AFC North. So if you don't know anything about gambling, uh, to put a hundred dollars or to make $480, uh, or if you put $100 down, you would make $480 for them winning the AFC North, uh, plus 108 to make the playoffs, which is good. So, like, if you put 100 down, you'd yeah. win 108. Um, but why it ties into the COVID thing. All of the bets that I looked at have the asterisk of this is assuming the season happens. So, like Vegas on everything else, they know everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for them to say if the season happens is kind of sketchy. Yeah. I mean, they do have to cover their ass, though, too. But. And, like, I think the season happens. I don't – and I think the big thing is, like, where they said it had to be a full season. Um, so what that means, like, if they – I don't know if it means if you place the bet now and then the NFL is like, hey, this will count as a full season, but we're only doing 12 games and we're starting yeah. a little bit later – or what that means, or if it means preseason completely because the Hall of Fame game is already canceled. Like, it's – I think that the NFL would still declare a winner of the AFC North if there wasn't a full season. You know, if they get 10 games in it, if they cancel it, whoever's in the lead wins. So that would, you know, if the Browns are there, you won. But Yeah. Um, so do you think over on – and we'll, we will do – uh, once it's closer to the season and we see who's hurt and who's dead yeah. and who got the virus and whatnot, um, we, can, we can go through the whole schedule. But do you think over under eight and a half wins? If everything goes accordingly as planned, the roster stays relatively the same, there is a season and nobody dies, I'm going over. You're going, going so nine. You, you think I'm, nine wins? I think they get nine wins, yeah. Because I think my guess last season was nine and seven. Like, that's what I thought the record was going to be last year. 
There's one more game this year, though, too. You got to think. Oh, fuck. It's a 17-game uh, season. That's true. I don't – I think you got – I think I think nine is probably the number. Um, so we would go with the over. But, again, I mean, that's assuming – I mean, they say Odell's fine. Jarvis is going to be fine at a certain point. If yeah. the offensive line gels, it really comes down to – first year with a new staff not a lot of reps and all of your meetings have been on a zoom conference that's the biggest right. thing yeah i'm i'm saying nine wins today you know at the time of this recording on june what is it 28th yeah but we, we'll play the schedule game in like a month or so and i'll probably have them at 12 wins so <laughs> <laughs> i did it a while ago when the when the schedule came out i forget where i ended up but i think it was right about the eight and a half but yeah. hopefully there's that okay so we'll be done with that so i think this has gone actually pretty well for not even rehearsing anything or even really going over much of a structure so that's good um, yeah. we've got the player episodes coming out. The first one, we've already started the research. We've started laying it out. Uh, first episode is going to be Baker Mayfield. Uh, we're going to deep dive into college career. Um, what brought him here? Uh, I did reach out for an interview request. Uh, we have not heard back from Baker's representation. Uh, so keep it, keep it, uh, locked in on the social media. Cause if he decides to come on, we're for sure going to pimp the hell out of that. Um, which I don't know why he would, but that'd be super cool if he did. So if uh, Baker Mayfield, you happen to listen to this, I won't ask you about any chain restaurants, I promise you. Um, and you can talk about all of your special stuff there. You can even talk about your wife the whole time. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, Baker Mayfield, come on. Um, then make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Please do that. Uh, unless you hate it, then don't do it. But five stars, share it, um, hit the support button. Even if it's a dollar, if a thousand people give us a dollar, that's a thousand dollars. Like that's that's how math works, right? Am I correct on the math? Can you check that for me, Jimmy? I think you uh, forgot about the taxes. We probably have to pay taxes on that. But sure. okay, uh, that's true. Sorry. All right, that's on me. Uh, so I'm not. I used to be a financial representative, but I never got that far. So. Um, We'll worry about taxes later. Yeah. Um, and then make sure you go to Browns Out of Town, um, at Browns Out of Town on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Jimmy does a good job on that. Um, did you want to pimp anything else out, James? Call me at uh, Beers Bourbon Barbecue. Oh, yeah. That's it. Do that. That's good. Um, that's a good follow. Um, I was there a while ago and was supposed to be, we were supposed to film something for my stupid uh, social media. And we just got carried away playing Mario Kart and uh, eating brisket. That was really good. So uh, it's good. The recipes are good. It's a good page. Um, who is RayRoberts.com. You can see any of my dates that are coming up after quarantine stuff's done. Um, and if there's anything else other than that, but I don't think so. Go Browns. That's it. <clears throat> Football!